how did you two first meet, get to know each other? Because your business partners, like friends as well. So what came first? Where did you actually meet? And what was your like initial impression of each other? <laughs> you go. No, you go. You go first. Wow. Um, we actually met at university at LMU. Mm-hmm. So we both went to school in LA and we actually lived there for most of the last 10 years too. So our brand was actually birthed in LA. All of us were in LA and slowly over the last two years, all three of us, we actually have another co-founder. We're all in Miami now. So started in LA, now we're Miami based mostly. Um, But yeah, that's where we first met and we both were one going to school there, but two kind of in a similar group of friends who were a part of some fast growing um, CPG better free product companies. And so Austin had worked with someone who ended up co-founding a company that I was on the founding team of. And so very quickly when I got to school, we met, he was a couple years older and yeah, we stayed in touch ever since then. And then we worked on a couple of projects together we're friends and we started standard uh about three ish years ago now and when you did first meet what was like your initial impression of each other was it just like a high and go situation or was there any like good stories attached there I don't remember I was trying to think of the first time we like actually met I don't remember um I remember two of like the most significant I think it was one you had like a project at school that I helped you with forget what it was yeah I was partly in the art school at school and Austin came and helped I had to like build a a project um for a 3d design class so it had to be like built out of wood and you to saw things (laughs) and uh he helped me build it so so it's been like a total of 10 years since we knew each other so it's been a long time it's it's (laughs) not just a couple a couple years type of thing but yeah I would say around that time, we were still like, yeah, we were still, I was like, what, 21, 22-ish area? Oh, well, I was 18. And she was 18. (laughs) Um, So got along well, just through mutual friends for the most part and business. Um, I saw Hannah's talent, I would say, for like design, specifically designing like CPG products, like right off the bat, honestly, she had helped with the majority of the things uh, for the startup that she was working for at the time, stuck off the shelf. Pretty much everything you need to see to realize, like, I always joke with her, I'm not the type that can design, but I always know it kind of looks good, I'll put it, especially on a shelf or in someone's hand or on social media. Um, she seemed to have the combination of all three of those. Um, that's a really, like, kind of sparked my eye. Um, her, di- her design skills and branding skills are through the roof. Um, and at the time, like, when we were just starting Standard and kind of just, like, processing what we wanted to go through, it was just Adarsh and I, our co-founder. He He's like more on the finance side. I'm more on like the e-commerce side of things. Um, and then we're both males, obviously, in a mostly female-dominated industry. And I was like looking at him one day, I was like, I think, we need a, I think we need a woman on our team. Like, I think it's time. You know the feminine touch. It's not something like we could have gone out and tried, right? Or, and the first person that just popped into my head was Hannah, um, mostly because of everything I'd seen of her work. And I was like, okay. This seems like a good fit. I think I just texted you at that time. And I was like, hey, I think I have something you'd be interested in. Seems right down your alley of like better for you products because that's all the startups that we had kind of worked on together and separately with all the same people. We're all better for you products and Whole Foods, Erewhon, that kind of stuff. Um, Just reached out to her and I was like, hey, I think, would you ever like consider doing a skincare brand if it's like super healthy? Because as she'll tell you in a little bit, she's a health freak. I'll put it that way. Um, I always knew, I always like, 
made fun of her for laughing for like walking through Whole Foods and then her checking every single label on everything where I'm the type to or I was the type clarification there um, to to just kind of walk through and just pick up whatever looked good didn't really matter to me like I would always have like a super high metabolism didn't really think anything of it what I was eating or anything like that at the time um, and throughout I would say our our friendship and everything in between we it, she changed me to actually start looking at the labels and now it's kind of a game that we play with each other we'll find like a healthy product and we'll see like hey does this have any like um, seed oils in it does it have any like fake sweeteners and now when you look at health you look at it from more like a holistic perspective i would say um there's not a i would say single ingredient that can that can be found anywhere other than seed oils i would say but even now that's our favorite game is to just be like hey is there any seed oils in this product I love it. And then Hannah, I, that's what I initially related to you with was that sort of like health freak, very health conscious, we'll say like personality lifestyle. Um, and so I saw you had autoimmune issues with your liver specifically, correct? Yeah, I did. Can you share a bit about those? I'm very curious, just specifically with it being with the liver. I also had autoimmune issues with my liver and it was such a turning point in my life for becoming aware of like skin products I use because my skin was a wreck, but also like what foods I was eating and what would create flares and triggers and all of that. So that's how I'm like become who I am today and why I do all this. And so I love that that's like part of your journey too. And now you're influencing Austin and other people in your life in that way as well. So could you share a bit about how maybe just like that experience has now influenced like the work you do, the brands you're building, and just your overall philosophy with that? Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, I have like a special place in my heart for anyone who's gone through anything autoimmune. It's definitely something that makes you rethink your relationships, who you are, everyone around you, what you do for work. So yeah, I just feel for you for having gone through that. But um, for myself, I actually grew up with parents who had both two different autoimmune conditions. So I was always very conscious of it and I was very into health and wellness growing up as well because once I watched them kind of walk through it in different ways, I was always looking at what could be preventative and just so obsessed with learning about different health trends and I went through every trend possible through the years too. I did the Greek yogurt, I did the no fat, I did the no sugar, I did the no grains, like I, I went through all the phases, the quest bars and all the things. Um, and I thought I was doing everything right. I ate super clean all the time. I barely, barely drank ever. And I worked out a lot, worked out like two times a day and, um, thought, yeah, I checked all the boxes of health. And then a couple of years ago, after I had been a part of some very fast growing startups that were pretty demanding time-wise and just like definitely took away from my sleep priority, um, I actually had a big autoimmune flare and, um, it was a combination of multiple factors. I think one, I wasn't getting enough sleep and two, just had so much stress that my body couldn't recover from, but I actually had, um, non-alcoholic fatty liver, which made no sense. Cause I drank almost no alcohol for two years. And so it definitely took me by shock because I thought I checked all the boxes and I was so healthy, but I think what it ultimately taught me was one, how to be really empathetic for people because 
I myself hadn't full, hadn't gone through that. I had watched other people and I was very conscious of it. But once you go through a big health flare yourself, I feel like you have a totally different appreciation um, and way to empathize with other people. And just after going through that, there's been so many people that I've personally um, been able to walk through autoimmune journeys with. So I'm really grateful for that process. And then also just being aware of like what you eat and the workout routine that you do, that's not the only health in your life. You have to have um, you have to have other balance in your life as well when it comes to sleep. And I hate using the word balance, actually, because I don't really think balance exists. But you have to figure out a way to manage your stress in a way that your body can actually process. So definitely taught me a lot during that time. Very and true. it definitely made me conscious about products in a whole new way, too. Of course, like the inward stuff matters, what you're ingesting and taking in, but then it starts to become like the external as well, you know, and not just toxins, but all kinds of things that can affect you from the external as well. And so I guess that being said, like Austin, so you, did you come up with the concept for standard self-care and then you brought on Hannah? It was actually our third co-founder's idea all the oh. way from the finance industry. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that would formulate in his head. Honestly, we haven't really pried too much into that. Um, there's a lot that went into like, we all are very health conscious and we were when we met, I would say I wasn't yeah. when I was younger, his family tend to focus on a lot of like using a lot of like Ayurvedic practices and ingredients and things like that. Um, but I think it really came together when we looked at what was the most important in your body and what people were missing. Right. And I think a lot of people, like we just said, think about what they put in their bodies, where they drink, eat, supplement, anything like that. Right. Uh, but not a lot of people think of what put on what they put on their bodies and how it affects internally, right? And just your everyday lifestyle. Um, and then we started looking into that and found out that your skin is actually like your largest organ. Um, and it's pretty much a sponge for the rest of your body. So anything that you put on the outside of your body is definitely going to get into your bloodstream, get into places where you may not want it, right? You may think your daily and average makeup might not have any toxins in it that could really affect the internal side of your body, but it definitely does. Um, from there, we kind of went through a thousand iterations of both product and packaging. I would say that was around two year process, uh, at minimum from when we started to when we actually finally did like our soft launch and then did a hard launch a couple months after that. So that was kind of the generic ideation of it. Um, but the key and the hardest part of that process was definitely finding things that would kind of replace your common, um, unhealthy um, product, whether that was like a product thinner to get the consistency of the product correct, things like that were very difficult to find. Um, and I think that's, it's kind of indicative to the industry and how they can market the products, right? Because like you can find something that will thin out a toner or anything like that, even like a cleansing balm or anything really that you put on your skin or any type of skincare. But is it really affecting you or the product is the way that we look at it. And we want it to affect both in a, in a great manner. Um, that's actually how we formulated our list of no's, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of um, our list of no's, if you go on our website, um, it's just 100% yes or no black and white way to see if that negative thing is in our ingredients or is in our product. And we really strove to stick to that list as best we could. And I think we did a really damn good job, honestly. Yeah, I love it. 
Yeah. Cause that, that makes sense. Like Hannah, for why this would be such a like great match and pair for you. And then that's makes sense. Austin, like you said, if you and the other co-founder were already in the health scene, why you would pursue something like this, because there is like a lot out there already. And I, I mean, I guess I don't pay as much attention, like the men's world of it, but at least in like the women's, like skincare is so fucking overwhelming to me because there's so many options. There's so much of the like health washing and just, you know, the words that people, our eyes just pick up on. And then there's just so many options out there. And I think especially with like influencer marketing, I feel myself getting swayed because so-and-so is using something. And at the end of the day, it's been really hard to find something that I'm like super keen on myself. And it's something I want to work on this year is like actually getting clear of what am I looking for? And like, my skincare products, especially, and finding a brand and product that like super aligns with that and isn't just the next big thing that's getting promoted all over the place. So for sure. And that's also part of how we created the entire brand too, was that we know that there are a lot of other skincare products. There's a lot of other brands. There's also a lot of other clean brands and brands that have, you know, only a couple ingredients or they're organic and have, you know, labels that seem super clean, but um, at the end of the day, too, we wanted to create products that were a higher standard for clean beauty. So they're not only clean and you can feel really confident about the ingredients, but you can also um, see and have noticeable results from them as well. So that's part of what we prioritize when we are formulating them, because, you know, with a lot of clean products, like if you have a deodorant or toothpaste, but it doesn't actually work, you're going to go back to your tried and true products and everyone kind of knows that. So when it came to the three products that we made, we want to make sure that you actually got the results that you were looking for. Um, and we, that's kind of a guardrail for us for any products we develop too. Yeah. And it really has to do a lot with like the business around cosmetics and skincare in general too. Cause like it's getting harder and harder. One of the things that you said is like, you challenge yourself this year to go out and find those products and really look into the ingredients. 99% of it's education, right? Which is what we focus all of our marketing around. Like if you look at our TikTok, it's more just general skincare information that the average consumer can utilize in their daily routines and things like that without our products, right? Uh, I think that's a key place to start, right? I, I can use 20 different examples, but it's kind of like back in the day when they launched like Splenda, right? Um, it was like, okay, sugar isn't good. What can replace it, right? Okay, now we know that like some artificial sweeteners cause cancer, right? What's going to replace that, right? Is it honey? Do you go the natural route? Do you go the organic route? Do you go the raw route? All that different stuff plays into marketing, right? And how you market your product. Whereas we kind of said, let's not do the marketing route. Let's start with the product and then just make it extremely transparent in how we market this and, and the education behind it, right? We're more in the business. I would say our business is more about educating people than it is really selling skincare at the end of the day. Um, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting industry. That's for sure. Yeah. I can imagine. And I'm sure it helps that you have three of you on the team essentially, and you all have different backgrounds. And if correct me if I'm wrong, but Hannah, you did not, you didn't finish college, right? No, I did and not. Austin, you did, right? I did. Okay. So could I'm we talk about you what? <laughs> I'm still in my leave of absence. Leave of absence. <laughs> Me too, yeah. actually. Seventh year senior. I love it. You can always return. Um, I'd like to hear a bit about how, like, both your journeys with that, essentially, because I 
I also left college um, right in like the midst of all my health stuff coming up. And for a while, I thought it was just like, why did I do that? You know, I was really feeling a lot of the societal pressures for it. And then it has now become like the best decision I've ever made in my life. Although I can still like hold space and appreciate the fact that there were experiences and education that I definitely, you know, have missed out on. And I'm sure I can fulfill those in other ways, but it's just always so interesting to me to hear like both sides of the story, I suppose. So how do you think both of your backgrounds and decisions have like complemented to each other and have like contributed to this, to the business in general, I suppose. Even though it sounds like different when we say like we left college earlier, we didn't right between the two of us. I think there's one thing in common, which is we started working early, right? Especially Mm -hmm. on the entrepreneurial side. Like I went to school for entrepreneurship and within the first year I was like, school's important. I think for the basics Um, in some cases, right? They taught you how to pitch things and, and like where your ideas started. I didn't even know if I wanted to raise money at first, you know, I just wanted to build nice products and be involved in the entrepreneurial process. So the first thing I did was like, look around to my peers and be like, who's doing well in a very young startup that I can see kind of blowing up. That's actually how I ended up in my first job. It was at Suja Juice um, through a mentor of mine, Caroline, who pretty much was just um, working on the operations side there. I looked at like an Instagram post of her and hers. And then I started seeing it at stores and I was like, this seems to be growing a lot of uh, brand awareness, a lot of traction very quickly, right? Um, reached out to her, ended up starting in the marketing department, doing field marketing. Um, and after like a year or two in field marketing, Sue just sold to Coca-Cola. And during that time, like I ran a team of, I think 10 girls, right? Um, in college, just handing out juice, right? Getting the brand out there. That was really their only form of marketing. They didn't do digital because it was just based on like, hey, is it in stores? Have people tried it? If it's in stores and people have tried it, then they're going to buy it more if they like it, right? Um, Which is kind of how the product world works. Whole different world when you're talking direct to consumer. Um, But with a limited amount of people, right? You can only be in so many places at once. And that's kind of how I made the transition and identified like, hey, if I get really good at digital marketing and e-commerce, like I can kind of be one person marketing to millions or thousands or however you want to look at it versus 10 people with a very limited scope of, of marketing capability. And, and target audience. Um, and then I kind of just, um, I let, when I left Suja Juice, um, I was just like, I really needed to buckle down, focus on e-commerce and digital marketing to further what I actually ended up loving, which is pretty much Shopify at its finest and all the ad platforms that you know today, right? Um, through that, I kind of merged the two, right? When we went to Standard, I was like, okay, I'm gonna sell products, but it's gonna be online. What else do I need? And I'll let Hannah tell her, her spiel. <laughs> Yeah, when it comes to college, I do think that uh, not continuing on to college is one of the best decisions that I ever made. For me, it was very unique, though, so it's not something I suggest for everyone. I think for certain people, college is a really great time to actually figure out what you want to do, maybe intern and try out a bunch of things, or um, if you're out of school where you feel like you can really learn in the programs, then I think you can kind of also discover through the programs that you're in. For me, I was in a program where I didn't feel like I was growing as much as I was growing in my actual work. And then I also came to kind of a crossroads or either I could continue on and stay on the executive team of the startup I was on or stay in school. And so the choice kind of became easier when I looked at it that way, because it's like you kind of go to school for an opportunity like that. And I already had that at uh, my sophomore year of college. So 
that's kind of when I decided um, to make that choice. And I'm so glad that I did because I, it set up so many opportunities that I have today. And it, for me, this made me different for other people, but it's never been something that hindered me for any other opportunities. Um, at the time though, I would say it was pretty tough. I had family, I had friends who doubted the decision and uh, made me feel like very pressured about it, but I knew that it was the right decision for me and I'm, I'm definitely glad I made it. Yeah, I'd say that leads us to another point, like just like you, right? We have two people here that left school early but all three of us are sitting in the same room, right? And I think a lot of that is one, just like how big of a go-getter are you? Two, can you like create community, which is like just relationships at its finest? And then can you maintain those relationships? Good relationships can take you very far. It's not to say everything's given to you once you make those relationships, you have to prove yourself, right? Um, but I think that's a huge aspect of whether you did or didn't drop out of school. Entrepreneurship is very telling of who can create those good relationships and maintain them. A thousand percent. I think like the biggest lesson I've learned since leaving college and like having to essentially just go after what I want to do, you know, and keep those connections has been like the importance of just putting yourself out there, like not being afraid to try and learn along the way. And then, I mean, yeah, building those relationships with people because they're the the ones that I briefly connected with a year or two, three years ago that are now my employers, you know, and they now work with me and it it's like those connections last and linger over time and it it really is I think like how you show up for them as well and if you're willing to do the work and if you're willing to learn and be honest as well of hey this is what I know I can do this is what I'm willing to figure out I can do like let's see if this is a match and work from there and so yeah I'd agree with Hannah like it's not for everyone I suppose but it's it's also possible like you know and like Austin said we're like it doesn't change the end result if you're willing to like do the work and show up to get there either way so I love that and y'all are everything's working great now so <laughs> even if you look at like Hannah and I's total relationship right it's it's 10 years of friendship right and three years of business right and those three years came at the very end so you never know who you're going to meet and how it's going to turn out so you always have to keep those close. That's for sure. Yeah. So help the girl build her art project. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is the takeaway. <laughs> as long as the result turns out well, right? Yeah. <laughs> Last few things is I wanted to check in back on standard self-care. And we've talked a lot about how it was built and the ethos behind it and sort of your visions for it and such. But at the end of the day, like if you had to share a few things that make it stick out and that make it different than all the all the options out there, what would you say they are? And I know like personally, I was browsing the site a bit. And one thing that popped out at me was, I don't know if I can say this right, but cause cosmic cuticles. Cosmeceuticals, but yeah, very close. There we go. So just like that, if there's anything else too, I really want to highlight like what sets standard self-care at that different standard. And I guess like, if it's for everyone or if it's for a specific like target audience consumer, like what's, I guess, let's dive into that. Okay. Your time to shine. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So actually the brand was founded to be a neutral product line. So it's made for everyone, um, both men, female, or 
whatever your skin type is, our products we're trying we tried to develop them to be pretty neutral with the formulas. We do have three products that, like I said, are neutral, but uh, the the cleansing balm that we have is more catered to women because it's most helpful to, for taking off makeup. So I would say that's one caveat to being neutral. Um, but as far as our big differentiators, we kind of touched on it earlier, but we developed the line to be clean, but results driven. So ingredients that you can feel really great about, have confidence in, but have the clinical results. And so that's where cosmeceuticals come to play. So all of our products are cosmeceutical, which means that they have a clinical effect when applied. So they're all science backed and have really amazing anti-aging and ultra hydrating results. Um, but with ingredients that are all derived from nature and we try to provide a lot of transparency with our products as well. So we try to break down also what each of the ingredients do for your skin. And um, we, what's another good point? I would say just our list of no's. Yeah. Like most products, I think, start with, like she's saying, you either get one or the other. You either get like results of cleanliness, right? If you want a clean product, oftentimes it doesn't provide you the results that you want. And when you get a product that provides you the results that you want, sometimes it doesn't really be the, it's not just not the cleanest for you, right? Um, so we really wanted to combine those. And we started with our list of no's. Um, so if you look on our website, we have vegan, cruelty-free, like no artificial fragrances. We have a whole list of no's that we 100% do not include in our product. Our goal with that was more on the marketing side, um, being in the better for you products industry, like you'll see things like USDA organic, right? A lot of consumers don't know that it's only like 95% organic, but we're like, the whole reason we came up with this is because we thought it was 100% to start, right? Um, that's kind of our black and white mentality to things. If it says it, it should look it. There's no deceptive marketing. There shouldn't be any deceptive marketing about what you're putting on or in your body. Um, cause that's really just kind of fooling the consumer into buying your product. We don't want to fool the consumer into our product. We want to, we don't want to fool them into feeling healthy and then not being actually healthy. We actually truly want them to be healthy, which is why we created and started with that list. So we said, no, we're not going to do any of this stuff. Um, that normal, I would say brands would go out and do right. Um, we're going to find every way that we can possibly get around that in a natural organic manner. And on top of that, we ended up being vegan as well. So it was amazing. I think we did very well with that. Yeah. The other thing I would say is um, another layer to transparency that we also added to our products was that we test for heavy metals, molds, carcinogens. Mm -hmm. All of our products are compliant with Prop 65 in California. So they have no cancer causing ingredients at all. And we actually publish our test results live on our site too. So that was something very inspired by my autoimmune journey where actually one of uh, my health practitioners at the time made me very conscious about heavy metals and molds. And I think a lot of people who go through autoimmune things become aware of that as well. Just environmental toxins can be really harsh on your body. So the products that you use can, you might not even realize they have small bits of heavy metals, molds, your supplements as well. So we have our live test results on our site so customers can go and look and um, see for themselves. That's amazing. Wow. I Yeah, I'm just now like fully exploring the whole mold heavy metal side of things. <laughs> and um, there's a lot there. So the fact that you were already 
hitting that standard, sharing the results, all of it is just amazing. And I love also you have three products, right? So it's super simple to the point. It's not like, which of these am I supposed to go for? It truly is a very like set up just this is how you this is what we suggest. And this is probably what's going to work best for you as well. Yeah, you'll see simplicity kind of as the basis, right? Even on the marketing that I was just speaking of, we wanted to be straightforward. And the best way to be straightforward is just be simple, honestly, like make sure that people understand you um, from a very ultra clear, concise method, right? Um, and I think that's what we did very well. You'll see that even like our, everything down to our website's pretty simple, right? Nothing, no like thousands of products, no thousands of pages to sift through to find that data under hidden things. Um, I think that's huge to who we are as a brand and who we are as people too. I think we all like a simple routine in the morning and at night. Um, but we also do have more products coming. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Just takes a while to make sure that they're exactly what we want because we're so specific. Um, but they're coming soon. Amazing. Yeah, you've got the standard. You brought up morning, evening routine. So I have to dive into this. And Hannah, you mentioned before, like how much of your health issues were stress induced. And at least from what I've seen and heard of working in startups, work, being an entrepreneur, building your own business, like there's a, there, there can be a lot of stress. There can be a lot of all over the place stuff happening. So in the midst of that, and I want to hear from both of you, like how do you in your day-to-day sort of manage when stress does come up or how do you sort of like keep yourself grounded and present? And maybe it's in those routines. Maybe it's in like extra practices that you do every day. But I personally love taking inspiration from hearing these from people. So whichever one of y'all wants to start first. Go for it. Okay. I think that my routines have evolved a lot over the years and I go through phases in them. Sometimes I have a really extensive morning routine. Right now, I feel like I'm in a very paired back routine, but overall basics include working out. That's a non-negotiable for me. Um, The other big one that I prioritize is sleep. Sometimes the hours vary, but I would say when I was in the very first startup I worked in I was just so excited about what we were doing and I could not stop working ever and um, one of the co-founders actually knew I was not really sleeping very much and she was like I'm going to turn a sleep tracker on your Apple watch and because she's like I just need to know how much you're sleeping every night and so we tracked it for a year and my average for the entire year was three and a half hours no Um, so I have evolved a lot from that time and I was working out twice a day. I was still being very social. I was in college. So I think that was a big shift for me in prioritizing sleep. So sleep, working out, journaling, I love to do as well. Um, whenever I can, it used to be, I needed to every single day. Now I just try to, um, get out my thoughts, uh, when I really need to, and then reading, I love too as well um I also listen to a lot of podcasts I feel like I just love getting to hear a lot of different point of view point of views from different entrepreneurs or um I love listening to church and um different things throughout the week just to get really good things in my mind as I go through the week and um get my mindset really strong but yeah I try to keep it simple I love it simplicity we love it (laughs) and I love a good self-care night so good long skincare routine, do all the steps and yeah. I think routines are super important. Um, 
I think they're like the biggest thing for most people, especially busy people, right? Is keep to a routine. I I can't even lie. I'm not the greatest at that because I have so much going on all the time. Like I have three startups to kind of work with every single day. So I think the my main saving grace is definitely working out. Like it's either in the morning or I split it, split work up by it. So in the morning, if I have a long day, so for today example, right? I know I had the podcast right after work. Um, so I couldn't really just, couldn't really just go straight to the straight to the gym at five o'clock, which is normally my norm. So you got to plan ahead at least by a day, hopefully by a week if you can. Um, but I stick to my workout schedule pretty heavily. I would say there's travel that throws it off sometimes, right? I think we've all dealt with that. Um, but plan your day around working out is my biggest thing. I need to be able to have like hour and a half, two hours to work out every day just to kind of have a stress relief. And it's always it's always been like the last um, way that I haven't had to think about work when I'm working out. I don't think about work, anything else that I'm doing, regardless of the day I do think about work, even if I'm like having fun with my friends, it's always tucked there in the back of my head, but working out seems to clear the mind, right. And kind of get you a restart, especially if you do it like midday. So say you go from like, I don't know, nine to five, right. And then you want to work on your side project after or something, split that up with a workout, get your mind fresh, kind of start fresh. And then you can split the rest of your day through sleep right? Mm-hmm. Um, sleep's extremely important for everything. Uh, I would say morning and night routines, though, obviously standard, you have to, um, there's no way around that one. In, in our lives, that's for sure. Um, we have to lead by example there by far. Um, other things, honestly, there's things that like, I would say the first thing I do is like, make sure that I respond to the people that I love too. Um, if I wake up and there's text messages to my mom and my the rest of my family's on the West Coast, um, that really helps me start the day. Honestly, it gives me the added motivation more than anything. Um, doesn't really have much to do with skincare, but it has a lot to do with self-love. I can tell you that much in self-care. So that's my favorite thing to do when I wake up in the morning. Just make sure you respond to the people that you love. Have a conversation. Thank them. You wouldn't be here without them, right? But from a product standpoint, toothpaste is actually big. Brushing my teeth, I always see it as like a massive AM, PM routine. So I don't know why, but that's just like, it's like standard, brush your teeth. Go through your day, standard brush your teeth. <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much what I'm on. But also, uh, I will say my AMPM routine is not quite the standard that uh, Hannah's is. That's for sure. Well, you've got your con- constants though the tooth the toothbrush toothpaste situation and the working out. That's a man thing to say. Such yeah. a man thing to say, right? <laughs> I also yeah. think, yeah, for sure, making the bed in the morning is not negotiable yeah. for me too. It's it's simple little things like that, honestly, though, that can be such a like just trademark of a good day or like a good part of your routine. And I mean, I and I asked that question, too, because as we mentioned before, like your skin is impacted by so much more than just the product and stuff you ingest as well. Like stress Mm -hmm. plays a major role on it as well, like not sleeping enough, overworking it, like all of these things. I mean, your skin is like you guys said, the largest organ, like it's just a map, in my opinion, of everything going on internally, externally, like around you and mind, body, spirit. And so I love to hear like the other ways that people take care of themselves, because I truly do think that impacts like everything to follow. So glad to hear y'all have some some good routines, daily flows going. (laughs) Well, that being said, where can people find you, connect with you either personally or just through standard? And if they're interested to learn more, I'll link the website below as well, obviously, but just share anywhere and everywhere that people could connect, learn, and all the things. Yeah. 
Our standard handles are at standard self-care everywhere. So mostly you can find us on Instagram and TikTok, but we're on every platforms. So that's our standard. My personal is just my name at Hannah Minardi and Austin's. Mine is the goat of the gram. A little interesting one there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can find standard standards website at standardselfcare.com. And we'll actually give you guys a promo code here. Um, that you can use. You want to you wanna create one? Yeah, we'll do Let's Thrive 40. Love so, it. I'm listening, it'll be 40% off. And yeah. Perfect. Awesome. I'll include that all below. Thank you. Thank you both. This was phenomenal. It was fun. Thanks Anytime. for having us. Yeah, we look forward to coming to Austin. <laughs>